Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. I miss Destiny's Child. Okay. I, I just thought Destiny's Child was a great girl group, and I just have never liked Beyonce nearly as much as I liked them. You know what I've missed? Rage Against the Machine. And guess what? Are we going to do that? Las Cruces, New Mexico. Should March we? March 30th. Should we? 100%. SWX programming, there will not be two telling new one. It's the second, uh, the end of March. It, it's, too, it's too bad for a multitude of reasons that the Big Sky Tournament's no longer in Reno. But that would be a great road trip if we could time it up right, drive from Missoula to Reno for a week of the Big Sky Tournament and then and keep then on driving. launch into Coachella. It, <laughs> no, just go to Las Cruces in Mexico. So we'd be, we'd already be halfway there. Dude, how many, how many pounds do you think I would lose in five consecutive Rage Against the Machine shows? Well, I mean, you'd be dead by the third because you're a mosher. That's, a, that's the way to go. It's going to be the most indicative sign of... Of how old you are when when you're going to be trying to phone. rage like it's 1993 and these mm -hmm. kids are going to be sitting there trying to make their Instagram videos they're going to be knocking fools over I'm going to break every phone I see that's what I know for S sure seriously you know um, I don't like evidence of myself photo evidence of myself in any form or fashion yeah. but seriously one of the things that makes me laugh the hardest is the videos the, the, the videos that my roommate took from the hill at the Kettle House oh, yes. of us at Incubus we had no idea. You're unidentifiable, though. No, no, no. You can't see me, but yes. you just see in the pit the group. this group of like 12 very stout men just going crazy. And mm -hmm. it's 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 pretty funny because I didn't realize that everybody else wasn't just raging like we were. <laughs> um, Peter Davis and Matt Ellis are on their way in, so we'll get to them when they get here. A couple things uh, first, though. Let's do this. It's time for the word of the day. The word of the day is 
being done for the last two weeks, and this is the final week, to 200-8184. You text in the word of the day to 200-8184, and you will be in the running for a brand-new kegerator from Fred's Appliance supplied with a brand-new keg from Great Burn Brewery. How great is that? I mean, that is, that's as good as it gets. 200-8184 is the phone number. The word of the day today, apropos, paddlehead. Paddlehead. It is one word too, by the way. It is, and I is it paddle heads? I think it's actually there's an S on there. So yes, if you include heads. an S, that's fine. We we will not uh, you will not be uh, kicked out of the contest uh, for the day if you if you have an S or if you don't. Either one will be acceptable. But uh, paddle heads, the new uh, the word of the day to two hundred eight one eight four. Colter, let's do a prep extra segment here. It's brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, your Montana bank since nineteen oh seven, and it was week one of the uh, col- or the high school football playoffs this past weekend. The double-A level, it pretty much went chalk. Everybody that was supposed to win one and one big. The only game that was, you know, even close to a one-score game was Kalispell Glacier beating Great Falls 33-24. Glacier went to Great Falls, got the win by nine points uh, over over the Bison. So they move on, and uh, they will play... Uh, the number one seeded Butte Bulldogs. So Kalispell Glacier, the lowest seed to move on from a five seed. They play the team that had the bye in Butte because this whole thing gets reseeded, okay? The brackets, if you're looking at the brackets, you don't just move to the right. You move to the team that you're going to play according to your ranking. Uh, Bozeman High is the number one seed in the East. They beat Missoula Big Sky, the only team they had lost to on the season, interestingly enough. 27-3, the final of that game. And so Bozeman moves on. They will play Helena High. Hel- uh, Billing Sr. is going to play Missoula Sentinel. Missoula Sentinel had a very easy time with Skyview and uh, Billing Sr. getting a win as well. So Sr. is uh, moving on to play uh, the uh, uh, Sentinel Spartans se- senior beat Hellgate 41-13. So that was the final there, by the way. Sentinel, a 45-7 win uh, over uh, Billings Skyview in that football game. The lone remaining contest, double-A, Billings West, Helena Capital. The crossover, the fact that it was East versus West. Mm-hmm. Glacier's the only quote-unquote lower-seeded team that wasn't, that didn't just go chalk, that wasn't, that actually won. Mm-hmm. But... The West had more teams with winning records than the East did this year, and Glacier actually had a better record than Great Falls High. So, on the previous format, the top eight teams in Double A make it, and that's exactly what we got. That's what you got. It was interesting. I, 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 I want to, I want to talk to you about this for a second. Yeah. I get the whole okay. It's high school sports. We want these kids to have a postseason experience, but to me, there's no postseason experience about this because it's not like basketball where you're going to a tournament. You're just getting on a bus to go play a higher-seeded team. To me, if you get to play your last game, say you get to play at home, the schedule falls that you get to play your last game at home. And you can beat a team that might be going to the playoffs, and you can impact the seeding. And if, say you're, this, this happened to us our, my senior year. We were 7-2 and two going into the last game of the year, and we had to go play Butte High on their senior night. And Butte High had won two games that year and zero games the year before, and they whipped our butts. And we fell from the two seed to the four seed, and we had to have a different matchup in the playoffs. But there's no question that those guys were up because it was senior night in Butte, and they impacted the playoff race. To me, that's way cooler and way better of a quote-unquote experience Yeah. than, oh, you guys are 
you know, the def- you guys made the state championship game a year ago, your Kalispell Flathead, and now, okay, for the last game of the year, you don't get to play an inner city game. You don't get to play a senior night game. You got to get on a bus and go to Billings. It seems like they're, they missed the point. So here's where I, I agree with everything you said. I have some insight for you, Coulter, because while you were over in Bozeman, you know what I was doing? Going to a seven-year-old's YMCA basketball game. Hey! My daughter playing in her first game. You know whose daughter was also playing in this basketball game serendipitously? Dane Oliver, the head coach of the Sentinel Spartans football team who was into the second round. And I asked him about this very thing. I was like, does this make sense? He said, here's the deal. And I hadn't thought about this. The reason they did it this way is because this year, as we know, there's 15 teams. Next year, there'll be 16 teams. It's right now, as of right now, in my understanding, just a two-year deal. They've scheduled it out for, for this year and next year. The reason they did it is that there was a very live possibility that a team... Because there was a bye week for people, for some, for a lot of teams. Like, Hellgate didn't play the first week of the season. Right. Everybody had a bye at some point. There was a very real possibility that a team could end up not playing for two weeks in a row if they had a bye week on the last week of their season and then a bye in the first playoff week. Mm. And so you go three weeks without a game out of the regular season into the playoffs, and it that would be a very awkward situation for a team to have been in. And that's also why they had to do it East versus West rather than just keep the seven, you know, seven teams in the West or whatever it was and, and eight teams in the East. They had to do the crossover to ensure that at most it would just be one team, in this case Butte, that would have one week off. So it was really a stopgap because of this awkward season. But then you have to do it for two years from a scheduling standpoint to get it out there that far. So we will see if this continues past 2020 to do the the whole that everybody is doing it because we'll of course have even numbers. 16 uh, teams, eight in, eight in the East, eight in the West uh, for uh, you know going forward when Gallatin opens next year. So I think that is... Uh, an interesting scenario, and I appreciate the insight on that. Again, as he said to me, we would love a great solution. If you got one, send me an email, please. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's have, not... the, have eight teams make the playoffs. <laughs> it's a great solution. What do you mean? Well, well, and, and, if you and, don't win enough games, it's over no, for you. And guess again, what? That I might guess... be the case so, yeah, right. now. Uh, this was kind of the reason. That all I got to say is that... Uh, when you look back on your memories of Friday Night Lights, football's fun. But guess what? Football isn't fun, except for when you're playing in games. Exactly. If you're just getting your butt kicked, it's not fun. And I it's guarantee true. you a lot of teams are like, man, do we really got to do this? I mean, how enthused are you, especially in Montana, where it's not like it's your last sporting event? Some of these kids, I mean, I guarantee you there's kids at some of these lower-seated schools that are basketball players, track kids. Move on, you know. Let right. me let me be done, so I can go start playing for basketball. I don't know. I I just it seems well seems tiresome. In Class A, it's a twelve team playoff. Four teams get a bye, uh, and uh, and then they got four games. The winners of which all move on, and all of the lower seeds, aka the favorites to win, did win in Class A, including Frenchtown, a thirty four seven win over Whitefish. They will play the number one seed out of the East, Miles City, uh, in the next round. Billing Central will host Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton had the bye. Billing Central, a 45-13 win over Glendive. Haver is the four seed in the East. They beat uh, uh, Grass Range when at uh, Fergus County, Lewiston. 
essentially. Big old and then there, yeah. uh, uh, they will play Dylan, who's the number one seed in the West because of their one point win over Hamilton, by the way, in the regular season. And then Libby beat Butte Central 49 28. They are going to play Laurel. So there's the Class A you setup. You said that, that Hamilton's going to Billy Central till the way around, right? No, yes. My, Central's got to come to Hamilton. My mistake, yes. So, all, so all a the, rematch all the of the teams get home games. Right. Yes. So a rematch of the state championship game. Right. Great, great game next uh, next week and uh, next Saturday at 1 in the afternoon down there at Hamilton High School. We'll have plenty more on all of this high school football action. One thing that we got to note, this is not necessarily a prep extra, but this girl was introduced to us as part of our Student of the Week that we did, and now she's running at Montana State. It's worth noting, Camilla Noe, who is an outstanding mm. runner at Bozeman High, yes. spent a semester at Portland, transferred back to Montana State. She won the Big Sky Cross Country individual title. That's the first time that anyone from the state of Montana has won that championship in wow. 27 years. Wow. Impressive. Well, good for her. There you go. That's our Prep Extra segment. It's brought to us by the Farmers State Bank online, FarmersEbank.com. Checking and savings accounts available, free internet banking. If you're a first-time banker, maybe you're a high school going into college, maybe you're a college kid, whatever it is, go to Farmers Bank. they got place, uh, branches all over western Montana for you, and uh, they can bank for you for free, secure, instant. It's all good. Find one that works for your family at Farmers State Bank. Quick break. Peter Davis and Matt Ellis, they are here. They've run the Osprey that are now the Paddleheads. We'll talk to them about the new mark and the new logo, the new team name right after this. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick and mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Sports Center. Here's some sports news for you. The collision course continues as Montana Montana State remain, remained in the hunt for the Big Sky Conference regular season title with crucial wins Saturday. The Grizzlies went on the road to post a 38-23 win at Portland State while Montana State rolled 42-7 in a route over Southern Utah. Portland State scored 10 points in the final two minutes of the first half to take a 17-14 lead to the break. But Samari Toure took over, putting on a show to remember in his hometown. In front of 6,191 fans, mostly clad in maroon and silver to support Montana, Toure caught his second and third touchdown passes of the game to vault the visiting Grizzlies into the lead midway through the third quarter. Sammy Cam caught a 76-yard touchdown pass in the fourth quarter, part of a career day for junior quarterback Cam Humphrey, who threw for 335 yards and four touchdowns as Montana won the second half 24-6 to move to 4-1 in league play, 7-2 overall. And finally, Montana State snapped its two-game losing streak with an offensive explosion previously unseen this season. 
Bobcats piled up 21 points in the first 10 minutes of the game and led by three touchdowns before Southern Utah had even ran 10, 10 offensive plays. The onslaught continued as the Bobcats turned the ball, turned the turned turnovers into points and took a 42-0 lead at halftime. Bobcats 3-2 in the league, 6-3 overall. Montana State also number 12 in the nation now. The Montana Grizzlies number 6. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. A woman done left and took all the reason I was working for. You better not try to stand in my way as I'm walking out the door. It's not often that... A Monday after a regular season football weekend in the Big Sky Conference can lose its perch in the uh, news cycle. But such is the case today as the, how can I say it, the Missoula Pioneer League baseball team is now the Paddleheads switching over from the Osprey. And we are happy to be joined in studio to talk about all of this with the owner of the Missoula Paddleheads, Peter Davis, and the vice president, who has been long-standing with the team here, Matt Ellis. Guys, thanks so much for being here. We really appreciate it. We know it was a, a huge day, one you've been working toward for a long time. And so to take time out and come down and be with us, we certainly appreciate it very much. How are you? Crazy day, right? Great day. Just a great day. You made my day by telling me you liked the logo. so Because I, I knew you were our toughest critic going in. <laughs> so I'm excited and I'm happy to be here to hear your reaction. Well, I, I have a lot that I think about this. And you're right. I mean, I think, look, people, you, you guys know this better than any of us. People really liked, had grown an affinity and, ha- and have an affinity still for the Osprey. And it's obvious with the, you know, the Ospreys in the dang stadium and the whole thing. And so this is not like, this, this is obvious enough. And so when the announcement came that, hey, we're going to change logos, change names, this was met with great disapproval broadly by people who were like, well, why are you going to do that to my team? So before we get into what it became, what was the impetus initially to do that? You know, and knowing that it's, you guys are, you guys know what's going on. You know, it's going to be met with criticism and you said, okay, but we're going to do this anyway. What was that? What went into that decision? Well, for we you, started Peter? thinking smaller than changing everything. We talked about, you know, maybe the logo changes a little bit. We upgraded the Osprey a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the more we got into this, the more like it was it was just tweaking. It really wasn't making a difference. The other thing I've, I've noticed early on when I got to Missoula was I felt like the Osprey were like the best kept secret in Western Montana. So I said, well, if we're going to change the, change the logo, what if we change a little bit more? Let's get a little bit bigger and let's really make do something that the town notices. Maybe then if they hate us, they're still going to know we're here. Right. You know, so let's do something big. And so over, right. we didn't we just start there. We started small, but mm-hmm. we kind of grew over time to be, well, let's do everything. Let's really make it spectacular, which, which we think we have done. Yes, no doubt. And Peter and Susan were very clear. This is the community's team. Let's make sure the community's involved in this. And, and we did that throughout the process. So we really feel like we kind of nailed it there. You did, you, when you had made the decision originally to do this, you took, you kind of crowdsourced suggestions from people <laughs> and they had all come across. So what, uh, this was my understanding, by the way, Paddleheads was, was one of the suggestions. So that was in fact taken ultimately. Yeah, one of the 600. Yeah, yeah one yeah. of the 600 and uh, exactly. And somebody, somebody knew what a Paddlehead was and, you know, we looked it up and then <laughs> figured out it was a moose. Oh, that's pretty cool. You know. When you're going through all of them, how do you get down to deciding, okay, here's maybe actually five, six, seven, eight names that we can consider? Because, I mean, 600, that's a lot of names. Well, it, um, yes, there's a lot of 
there was a lot of great suggestions, and we had a, a short list that we really liked. But um, as Peter said earlier today, it's not an easy decision on how you pick a, a team name. I mean, there's a lot of factors that are, a lot of boxes that have to be checked. I mean, trademarks, URLs, you know, your Facebook, uh, you know, uh, uh, what what your addresses are going to be, you know, whether or not other teams are, are um, representing that same mascot. You know, we really wanted this to be unique to Missoula and not an everyday mascot that are unique to eight or ten different communities. So the fact that you don't necessarily know what a paddlehead is um, is not a bad thing. We think it's awesome because we're the we're the only paddlehead out there, and that's that's special to us. Uh, speaking of not knowing, Bobby Houck was asked about this today in the press conference. Obviously, the head coach of the the Grizzly football team. So let's play this sound for Bobby Houck. Sort of the exchange that happened where he was asked about this, didn't know about this, was trying to figure out, and then on the spot reacting to it. So here you go, Bobby Houck in the press conference today about the new team name in Missoula. Paddleheads. Yay, nay, maybe. You, I don't know what you're talking about. The new Missoula Osprey team name logo is the Paddleheads. The minor league team here. Well, I know, well, I know I'm aware we have a minor, minor league baseball team. What is a Paddlehead? It's a moose. Oh, heck. Moose is bigger than a bird. You get it like that? <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah. It's a moose that floats the river, apparently. They all float the river if it's <laughs> deep enough. Otherwise, they walk across it. Moose are tough. I like them. I'll go watch the paddleheads as well as the osprey. There you go. So, he, obvious, it's just, it's bigger, it's tougher, it's the better logo. That's the way, that's the way it gets assessed for like Bobby Howe. So, when I heard, when I heard paddleheads, like, again, my reaction was the same as a lot of people, which is, well, what is that? And I thought it was like, People who are into kayaking or something like that, like mm -hmm. their paddle heads or gear heads or something like that. Is that, is, is, I mean, the paddle is obviously there, but was that part of that at all? Uh, you know, this was a, uh, a mark that we, as you can see by our hats, is really representative of what Missoula is and what our lifestyle is. And the river is a major part of that not only for the community, but for the ballpark, the ballpark being right next to it. So we liked the double entendre, if you will, of what paddleheads could be to people. Um, it is a slang term for a moose, but right. the fact that it connects to the river and you know we're a huge paddling community, we just thought that was perfect. When I heard the name, I was like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. When I saw the logos, though, I must say, I mean... I, I've been, I, you're, you're right. I mean, this is, I, I wouldn't come on here and, you know, just, you know, make stuff up. The, the logos, I think, are great. I mean, I think that the moose and the work that went into the number of different styles that you have on it, I think the orange and green, the colors, I, I like all of that stuff. And clearly, like, a lot of work and time was spent to make this look really good, which I think is probably as, if not even more important than what the actual name of, of the team turns out to be. And I was completely impressed with this. Colts are so, I mean, you already got your lid on. <laughs> well, they already won me over because I have the largest head known to mankind, and this hat fits me. They brought the seven and seven eighths. <laughs> you have any idea how hard it is to find a hat? If you, these are like the five hats in the city of Missoula that will fit my head right here. These five. <laughs> No, but these are this sweet, man. These are sweet logos, honestly. The one there, grab that one on the end, guess that one. That's sweet, man. The moose coming up from the water. That's that's cool. This is that's the game, just that's the, right. That's the game. That, that's the game hat. That's the game hat. Sweet. Okay. Sweet. So, tell us about just the designing of the logo, the picking of the logo. How do you go about that? That's an interesting process in itself, I think. 
You know, we uh, hired a, a, a firm called Brandios, which is, in my mind, one of the best out there. And what was great about them as a design firm is that um, they threw out a, a rough draft and they didn't get angry when we didn't like it. <laughs> and um, we made this moose go through about 50 revisions until we got the perfect moose. My team was pulling moose photos off the internet saying, this is not a moose. This looks like a horse or, a, <laughs> you know, and, and I mean, it was just amazing the process and how patient they were. And, and we kept on saying, hey, you know, we like this, we don't like that. And they didn't take offense. And it was a real collaborative effort between them, our staff. Um, you know, the community had told us what they, what, what they thought about Missoula. And so we tried to really incorporate, you know, um, that into the design. So we were throwing that back at them. Um, they were here in person doing focus groups, meeting with people in the community. Um, so they took time to understand what this community is about. And uh, it just was a great collaboration. It was a process of months, though. It was, oh, it was a long time. And lots of phone calls and lots of yes and no's. You know, Peter, you, you uh, sort of referenced this. By the way, Peter Davis, Matt Ellison here, the owner, vice president of the Missoula Paddleheads, now Missoula Paddleheads. He said, <laughs> you know, we would like, we'd like to maybe update the logo. Stay right. with the Osprey, but maybe do something that's a little bit right. different. And I think a lot of people would say, hey, that makes sense. You could do some new merch, you know, get some new stuff out there and that sort of thing. And you said, you know, but eventually it evolved. But was there a tipping point where you said, no, we we got to do the whole thing. We got to overhaul the whole deal. Was there a moment where you and your wife, who I know is also very, very involved in this, said, this is what we're going to do? I think we're at the winter meetings last year, and, and the three of us, Matt and Susan and I were talking, we say, well, we could do this, and then it kind of, well... Is that enough? You know, you know, it, it, it just kept growing, and it never quite seemed like it was. You know, we, it was tweaking. It just didn't seem right to me. Let's just do something, frankly, mm -hmm. big and bold, mm -hmm. which is where we ended up. But the key part of all that conversation is we always thought that it has to be about Missoula. This is not about the Western United States. It's not about the Rocky Mountains. It's not. It's about Missoula. And what is Missoula? And the images have to really represent Missoula. 100%, which was really a great place to land and a focus for us the entire time. And Matt, there's a lot of people out here who had the reaction to that that you yourself had, as you said on stage today. I don't know if a moose does that. Is a moose really Missoula? Moose is Montana. Is it Missoula? And then what happened? Well, uh, Friday, March 8th, we were having a conference call with Brandios and our staff. Um, our whole team was on the call. And um, we were down to like six finalists. And I actually, and Paddleheads was in the lead, everybody was talking about it. And I just said, hey, I'm gonna be the naysayer here. I have a hard time with a moose being tied to Missoula. I get it, Rock Creek, I, I, I've fished at Rock Creek. You watch for moose, Right. I get it, you know. Um, it's the region, but is it Missoula? And then sure enough, we're on the call and this alert comes on our phones. There's a moose in downtown Missoula. And I think it came from <laughs> law enforcement, this alert. So we got online as we're on our call and we're looking at it and all the news entities are, are going crazy. And um, they actually tranquilized the moose at 11 a.m. that day because it was that morning we were on the phone and he was a block from the office. So what you're a telling me is from that our MSO hub has delivered this to you. <laughs> you so, absolutely. The so universe spoke. So, you know, I don't care. I don't know who, what angel it was, whether it was my son or Hal Frazier from Playball Missoula, right. who, what community member it was, but... Somebody told us that was the name. That's it, right there. I think when we talked initially about this, there was only one other osprey anywhere in, in the world that was a mascot. This is the only paddleheads, though. No right? doubt. So, Absolutely. I mean, just from a marketing and 
uh, perspective, I mean, when now when people type in Paddlehead or when they search this, right. I mean, you guys are going to be number one. I mean, that, that has to be great just from a business aspect, right? There's some paddle clubs that are, you know, like um, that, that have... Uh, a similar thing, but um, we're the only sports team with the name Paddlehead. And um, we found out today that there's a lot of moose lovers out there. The <laughs> other the other thing that was funny in this call is I said, you know, I said about the moose, and then the Brandios guys are like, go to your airport. You got moose everywhere in the gift shop. You know, it's like, it's 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 not a it's it's an image that Montana embraces. It's part of our of our state, and uh, we we feel pretty good about it. And it is it's a it's a it's a tough son of a gun. That's we agree with Bobby Howe. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Hey, there's no doubt about that. Of all the animals <laughs> you don't want to meet, the moose is right at the top of the list, at least in North America. Uh, the hippo in Africa, actually, the most deadly creature in Africa, would you have guessed. Uh, Peter Davis and Matt Ellis with us here in studio, uh, owner and vice president of the Missoula Paddleheads. People have been waiting to hear what this is going to be. Many of them, if not most of them, with a predetermined negative reaction to this because they, again, as we talked about, had the affinity that they had for the Osprey and so forth. You've been looking on social medias, uh, you know, throughout the course of the day, seeing what people are saying, and there has been a number of good comments and then a lot of not-so-good comments. What is the... What are what is what would you like to convey to the community to people who are still going? What have we done here? Why did we do this? This was a bad idea. Well, um, this is what I told my season ticket holders at a season ticket holder event when they were mad at us. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Said, give us a chance and actually take the time to actually look at what we come up with. And mm -hmm. this was before I had a final product. And now that we have a final product, I stand behind that hundred percent. Take a time to actually go through our logo set and look at it and realize what we have come up with. And tell us that it doesn't meet the heart of what this community is about. I mean, um, we're, we're, we're very proud of what we came up with. And um, we've also been consulted and told, you know, it's going to be a negative reaction right out of the shoot by some people, and then, then it'll, it'll grow on them right away. Yeah. And um, we found that we probably minimized that negative reaction with the quality of our logo set. So we're feeling pretty proud about that. Um, social media is tends to be negative to begin with, so I'm not going to get too hung up on that. What? <laughs> Twitter? <laughs> but, but, it's not all love? But Twitter? you know, we, we've been the Timberjacks on, on Saturday nights, right? Yes, For sure. quite some time. Sure. Right? So we'll still be the Osprey. Maybe mm. the Osprey on Friday, Timberjacks exactly. Saturday, and the Paddleheads on Thursday. Yeah. So what, there still will be Osprey playing in our field mm -hmm. once a week, maybe. We still have the Osprey in center field. And this, to me, it's a continuum of names. We have the, the Highlanders. You know, the, the Timberjacks, the uh, Osprey, and now we have the, the Paddleheads. 
So it's just an evolution of names of professional baseball teams in Missoula. You know, it's interesting, too, because a lot, especially in minor league baseball, some teams have gone for the the bizarre, right? We're not doing Bulldog. We're not doing right. Wildcat. We're doing Sand Nat. We're doing Isotopes. We're doing whatever. Now, some of that... Fresh Pandas. Fresh Pandas, <laughs> exactly. And some of that stuff is just like... You know, I, I, I take it to be just fun for fun's sake, but not. I don't know that the fun pandas represent any particular community in the United States, if I'm aware of where pandas are endemic to. And so, but this is sort of both, right? Where it, it's, it's utterly unique that it is the only one, which was part of the process. I mean, you said to me, uh, again. Yep. Absolutely. You think you 500 names that we got and 400 of them were literally not usable because they've been spoken for. They're out there. So we had to find something. So it is unique, but it also, like you said, also, you think really represents the city of Missoula. Yeah, at one point we proposed five names and we, we weren't even serious about this to see what happens. And most of them got rejected yeah. just right out of the chute. And, you know, fishing and things about fishing or battling and the river rafting and stuff. River rafters and all sorts of names like that. None of them were available. Gone. Uh, well, okay. We was, there, right. was there ever a moment during the process where you started looking at that and finding out, oh, man, you know, this is there or something, where you said, you know, maybe we should just stay with the Osprey. Or once you made that decision, you said, full steam ahead, we're going to do this. Uh, not seriously. Yeah. I mean, at some points we thought, wow, this is a pretty big task. <laughs> mm -hmm. right. This is enormous. Right. But, yeah, no, we, we always just, we just kept pushing through. Again, to me, I was, I think I probably shared a lot of the sentiments of a lot of people initially, and there's still time for this to sort of work on people and how they feel about it. But when it comes to the color schemes, the, the, the logos that you came up with, I, I, really, I mean, my, my personal take, outstanding. I mean, I think it looks so, so very sharp. I love the color scheme. I think the origin of green you know, nails it in a lot of ways to me. And uh, I, so very well done on that front uh, as far as I'm concerned. And I think people, if you have, if you've only heard the names, if you're only listening on the radio and going, what the heck is a paddlehead? And you're screaming at your radio, look, go take a look at it because I think you'll be really impressed with, with what they've come up with. And again, it's not to the, you know, the extinction of any of the other Timberjacks or the Osprey that have been there before. It's all kind of gets worked in there together. So but very well done. Let me go back again and say the Osprey's still going to be in center right, field. Right. We're still going to celebrate the Osprey, but it's just one of the many names we're going to use. And at the end of the day, people are caring about minor league baseball in Missoula at a high level, even no matter what the reaction is right now today, right? And at the end of the day, that's the entire point. We've had seven countries involved in looking very at cool. our hats and trying to buy hats. On, on the uh, and that's in like the first four hours. Um, what's cool is we have five hats and all five are selling equally across the board. Um, so people are liking them all and they're, you know, they all appeal to a different set of people. And if you're in Missoula, one of these hats I, is bound to touch a nerve that's a good, positive thing. Whether it's the peace sign and that's been on the hill for years that's no longer there. Whether it's the M hat, which is more traditional baseball. Whether it's the state hat that celebrates fly fishing in our river. You know, the float. Whatever it is, uh, there's something there for everybody. The fly fishing one, too, that one's going to be one that maybe has some crossover appeal, too, right? Exactly. People might not even tag it to a minor league baseball. They're just like, oh, that's my fishing hat. That's a good one. Exactly. Uh, Peter, one more for, for you on this. Since you've come over and taken over ownership of the team, you and your wife, Susan, you've done a lot, you know, in terms of upgrading the, 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 the message board, the video right. board there. 
changing uh, some of the food and beverage options in the stadium that I know right. you spent a lot of time doing, and now this, which is maybe the the biggest undertaking of all of those <laughs> in, in sure. some ways. And what going forward, though, can people expect from now the Missoula Paddleheads? And you, you've consistently been very engaged and trying to improve the product, you know, at, at every turn as you see it and as you're able. But is there in the future, in the next year, two, five, ten years, what can people expect from minor league baseball and Pioneer League baseball in Missoula? See, our focus from day one is the fan experience. And we have, we have great entertainment in between innings and stuff. You know, Sam and the, the, the Zootown crew have been really right. extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sam's going to stay with us year-round now, and we're working on what that's going to be next year. So we just want to try to make do everything bigger and better and be more effective at it. We wanted, we opened up, you know, the new uh, the new pub out in, in, in left field. And uh, so we made a step in that direction. We want to open it bigger and better next year, make it more available, possibly. And so we just want to expand on trying to make the best fan experience we can. And we want to use the ballpark year-round. So we had movies in September. Right, right. (coughs) We had free movies for families, right? And parents brought their kids, and they laid in in center field and watched kid movies, which was really extraordinary. It was free movies on Friday, right? Right. Then we did the Haunted House, put almost 1,000 people through the stadium for the Haunted House, which is really really fun and really cool to do. So we're trying to find more uses for the ballpark, use it year-round. And we really want to focus in terms of baseball on how can we make this the best fan experience we can possibly. And how can we work with people like the, the Native American tribes around? We had, we had, we had right. Indigenous Night, which is yep. extraordinary. Yes. We had Pride Night, which is also extraordinary. Yeah. We want to really focus on the community side also and kind of just build our, our relationships throughout the community as much as we can. Got to love that enthusiasm from your boss, right? No doubt. That's awesome. No doubt. I have a lot of enthusiasm for my boss. It's not necessarily always <laughs> so focused as that, which is the, the, the thing. Uh, guys, Really great to have you. And we, again, I know this has been such such a, a huge day and a lot going on. So for you to come down here and be with us, we appreciate it. And the the amount of work and effort and obviously thought that has gone into this, tremendous. So really, uh, you know, best to you guys on this and on this project. And, uh, you know, to the community members, give it a look. Give it a so, look. Let it feel. So I got a couple of things I'll throw out. Yeah, let's hear so, it. So um, hot stove on MLB Network tomorrow. We'll be wearing our hats. Okay. Levitard will be wearing our hats this week on ESPN. Nice. Yep. So, oh, ESPN so on your guys' show, if you watch them on TV, they'll be wearing our stuff. Nice. ESPN uh, uh, Sports Center on ESPN2 on Saturday morning will be showing our stuff. So th- this is, um, we've gotten a lot of nationwide feedback that this is really cool. Yeah. And so we're pretty excited about that. So, so your your mothership is uh, all over this. That's right. Absolutely. I mean, try to you know they they expect, I mean, Levitar's worn the Osprey stuff. You know that he's gonna love the paddlehead <laughs> stuff for crying out loud when it comes through. Are we gonna do a uh, float to the uh, float to the oh, stadium? Oh yeah, we got Sammy B on, on that. Down there? We're okay. working on no it. Question. We're figuring no it out. Question. All right, let me know. I'm gonna start. Get in, in your trunks. We're ready to do it. I'm gonna start in Butte. I'm just going to come all the way down, you know? Let's have a big ride of it. It's going to be great. Guys, again, thanks so much for being Thank here. You. We appreciate it. Congratulations. Thanks for carving some football time. We appreciate it. Exactly. Thank you very much. Quick break. We'll come back. Speaking of football, Monday night football, barn burner. The Giants are playing. <laughs> Maybe not such a barn burner. It'll be fun anyways. We'll do it next. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. 
Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Coulter, uh, tonight... Monday Night Football, the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. This game is in New York City. By the way, how about the mighty New York Jets, huh? Way to get the Dolphins their first win. Congratulations to Adam Gase. Uh, The Giants are a a six-and-a-half-point home underdog to the Dallas Cowboys this evening. This game only matters to the Dallas Cowboys because the this, this, this ship has sunk for the New York Giants. I, I shouldn't even say that. This was never the year for the New York Giants to be any good. This is like... And they've got complete false notions of them having some... Uh, when the first two games are against the Redskins and the Bucks, all of a sudden, Danny Dimes looks good. And it's just not the case. I mean, he's, he's fine. I think he's actually better than I thought he was going to be, even though he hasn't been great. Uh, but they just... They had this jolt when they went with Danny Daniel Jones, and it was just a false illusion because they're just bad. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, Coulter, are 4-3. and three. They are on top of the NFC East over Philadelphia, who's 5-4. and four. Now, notably, the Cowboys have had a bye, and the Eagles have not, and the Eagles played and won yesterday, and the Dallas Cowboys are about to play and win tonight, my guess. Um, but the Cowboys, do they have... What is the reasonable aspiration for this Cowboys team this season? Well, I mean, winning the division and win a playoff game or two. Well, I mean, isn't the difference between one or two significant? I mean, if you win a wild... They, they, neither of us expects them to have a bye, right? They're going to be playing in wild card weekend if they make the postseason. I think they will make the postseason, although Philadelphia still might have something to say about this because only one team from the NFC East is going to the playoffs. But if they go to the playoffs and they play either, say they played the Seahawks, say they played, uh, you know, the Minnesota Vikings, for instance, one of the wild card teams. Maybe it's the Packers. Maybe it's the. I mean, maybe it's the Niners. I don't know. Is that a, is that a game they're going to win on the road? I don't think so. Like this feels like a one and none playoff team for me. I, I they could win. I think if they won a wild card game, I think if they won a playoff game. It would be, it would be an overachievement, and you know why I think that? Because Jason Garrett's their head coach. It's also crazy that, I mean, the NFC East was always in the conversation as one of the toughest divisions mm-hmm. in football, and it's not now. No, it's one of the oh, no. worst divisions yes, in football for sure, for sure. But that's and that's just wild. I mean, the the Giants were never in the land of bad, even when they were down for them, they were still okay. And you knew you had to bring it to beat the Giants, even when they were, you know, a 7-9, and 8-8 nine, eight and eight type team. Yeah. You know, it's... The Redskins are the Redskins, but yep. I, 
it, it seems to me like, I don't know if the, I mean, what do you think of the Eagles? Are the Eagles ever going to get it back? It seems to me that Doug Peterson beat Bill Belichick and has just been straight mediocre since then. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Eagles are, they're just not nearly as good basically in any facet as they were two, two years ago. And they're one of the only teams in the league when you watch them play. There's a lot of teams that are bad and you watch them play and you're like, well, they're bad because they don't have that many good players. The Eagles are one of the only teams in the league you watch, and they're like, you're, they're bad because they don't play well. Totally. And, and they if, have good players. They just don't play well. That's why I still think that they could figure it out and win the division. But if the Eagles did do that, they're, they're I, I, let's put it like this. I don't think whoever comes out of the East is doing anything in the postseason. Yeah. And I mean, the, winning the, a game or two in the postseason, no. No, I don't think so. I don't think zero wins in the postseason. The Eagles got to get... They got to get a speed guy back because their whole offense is a mechanism. And Sean Jackson out like, six weeks. Deshaun Jackson not being able to take the top off makes Alshon Jeffrey and, and Nelson Aguilar average to below average. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey oh. looks washed. I mean, yes. he, he looks washed. The other, the, the other week when they were on Sunday Night Football, there was that throw where Chris Collinsworth in Chris Collinsworth typical fashion was like, "Did he forget to jump to the ball?" It's like, "No, he doesn't know how. He can't jump anymore. He's washed." <laughs> turned around. And Aguilar can't really catch. And Zach Ertz, who's supposed to be one of the great threats over the middle of the field, who's still a, a great talent, if he doesn't have that speed guy, then he's he's not as good as he could be either. And you know, they used to have the so many of the slash type guys led by Darren Sproles. He's not the same as he used to be either. They just don't have the pieces to run the attack. Let me just say this about the Cowboys. Dak Prescott has been this season, has taken the next step as has a quarterback. He? Yes, he has. He has. Is he actually any better than he was when they, that year they went 13-3? and three? Yes, he is. Why do you think that? Because he's throwing the ball better to more Is he, though? Because they, he, has, yes, he, he padded is. his stats for the first no. three weeks of the year when no one knew how to defend Kellen Moore's offense, and then he looked terrible for the next three weeks. He is better. He is improved as a quarterback, better than what I thought he was going to So what be. does that make him, then? Like the 14th best guy in the league? Yeah, maybe 12th. Who would you rather have, him or Jacoby Brissett? Right now, him. <clears throat> it's a pretty good conversation, though. And Jacoby Brissett will never be worth $40 million. Let me Dak Prescott's the biggest landmine in the league because he's going to get overpaid. He's not worth what he's going to demand on the open market. Okay, no, 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 no. No argument there. I'm not here to talk about value. I'm just here to talk about the player. And what I'm saying is the player Dak Prescott today is better than the t- player Dak Prescott a year or two years ago. That's all I'm saying. And that's good because not every, you, you've, you've talked about this a bunch of times and it's super true at the NFL level. Presumed improvement is no guarantee. Mm-mm. Not at all. Mm-mm. A lot of guys have just gotten worse or shown who they truly are, however you want to say it. Dak Prescott has, in fact, gotten better, and and he's to be commended for that. Where he is in the rankings and all that, I'm not sitting here to debate it. I do think he's better than his counter, counterpart, Danny Dimes, this particular evening. That's Here's it. the thing about the Cowboys, though, Coulter. They win their first three against the likes of these very Giants, the hapless Redskins, the hapless Dolphins. They lose to the Saints, good game, 12-10. They lose to the Packers, 34-24. Then they lost to the Jets two and, weeks and ago. That, and that game was the game that made me think, man, like, has Dak Prescott got better? He got lo- he got lost against a team that is now officially, after yesterday, the worst team in the league. They just lost to the Dolphins. They're the worst team in the league for this week in the, the NFL. The uh, They did bounce back and hammered the Eagles last week. They did. And uh, I expect them to win again. That said, this is no guarantee that Dallas does win tonight, though I think they will. They're a six and a half point favorite. The other thing I want to talk to you about, Coulter, 
Sunday night football and the Patriots getting run. Oh, yeah, excuse me. They had a bye last week. It was two weeks ago they beat the I know all about the Cowboys because I just wrote a story about Kellen Moore because him and Matt Miller hung out in the offseason. So I just dissected the Cowboys' schedule, and that's exactly why I was thinking to myself, man, Dak Prescott really maybe isn't any better. Uh, I think he is. But last night, yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson put on the crown for a moment. He put on – Lamar Jackson – is the is the guy right now for this moment in time, and it always will change. And you, so when you catch lightning in a bottle, it's pretty unique, and you never know what's going to go awry. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was wearing this crown last year, and look at him now. I mean, he's still elite, but he's hurt. Well, Lamar Jackson is the dude for this moment in time. This the NFL is a week to week league. What do we mean when we say that? You have no idea what's going to happen next week based on what happened the previous week. the The Ravens lost at home to take a division lead to the Cleveland Browns by 20. The Browns are awful. They're awful. And the Ravens are really good. But guess what? That's not what happened. Here's what happened last night that never happens. You do not score an opening possession touchdown on the New England Patriots. You do not go up 17-0. You do not fumble a putt and then turn the ball over again, giving points to the New England Patriots on consecutive possessions because of your ineptitude and win the game. And they didn't just win. They blew out New England last night, 37 to 20. And half of those points were gift wrapped to the New England Patriots. What a beatdown by the Baltimore Ravens who absolutely came to play. And New England is an outstanding team. New England is the 100% number one, no questions asked, Super Bowl contender in the AFC. And also, the first actually good team that they played, they lost to. Okay? That's all I'm saying. All of these things are true. That's not, this isn't, this isn't get off the Patriots bandwagon. I'm not sitting here saying anything. By the way, the Patriots won the Super Bowl last year. And in the first game of that season, I think they lost by 30 to the Kansas City Chiefs in their home opener, okay? So uh, these things happen. And these these things spark the Patriots almost always, 100%. Oh, Bill Belichick is going to have a field day, field day with his football team. But what I am saying is it does, you know, when you hear uh, 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 Sam Darnold say, I'm seeing ghosts, what that that makes the defense believe they are, in fact, superheroes. Superheroes. And last night, they got completely shellacked by a guy who's just better. I mean, when you watch Lamar Jackson fake back up the field like towards his own end zone and Van Noy leaps like a cheetah in that very direction, you got the defense moving them wherever you want them, and he waltzes up the field into the end zone. I mean, it was absolutely remarkable, and he is... He is the most electric player to watch in the NFL right now. No no close second. No close second. And this is why stats are for losers, right? I mean, for losers. He, 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 Lamar Jackson, quote-unquote, only had 225 yards of total offense last night. But he completely right. owned the game. I mean, Tom Brady threw for 285. Lamar Jackson had combined passing and rushing 225. Mm-hmm. And Lamar Jackson was the better guy, the better quarterback, the better leader, the better operator, everything. I was very impressed by the Ravens. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. 
Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.